Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Obviously, last week we had that mega main event where it was just weapons and plunder and people just getting thrown through things left, right and centre. So how are NXT going to top that? Well, they had women's title matches. They had men's title matches. They had Cameron Grimes bidding on lake houses. It was a bit of a weird show. So enough messing around. I am apparently bite-sized Simon Miller. Ha, joking, my name's Gareth Morgan and these are the ups and downs for NXT. In a big old reminder of why you should keep your opinions firmly to yourself, we had Austin Theory taking on Karrion Cross. It's getting it up, but Austin Theory, oh, I think he's dead. Because obviously this match was made on the back of Austin Theory making this joke last week about the fact that Scarlett had really big nails and it was such a terrible, terrible joke that it somehow like got dubbed out of last week's video. It was all very odd. But after Austin Theory had a little bit of offense early on, he was like, oh, really plucky. He just got eviscerated. He got battered. There was a point where like Austin Theory threw Karrion Cross into the ring post, into the like bat all the side barricades, just everything. He smashed him all around the place. And then Karrion Cross just like stood up, Saito suplexed him loads, forearmed him to the back of the head, consistently smashed him again on the back of the head when he was on the floor, and then put him in the cross jacket. He killed him. Johnny Gargano was looking at him like, dude, that's some protege. He just killed him. What is going on? But then the big moment after this match was, well, it's just a thing that seems to happen now when it comes to Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. Instead of Karrion Cross being the person when the camera panned and being stood there like, oh, stood behind Finn Balor, the roles were reversed, and Balor was stood there and he was like, I don't wait in line for things, which must make him a nightmare in a supermarket. But that means these two are going to have a match, and as we found out later in the night, it's going to be in two weeks' time. But you've got to be really pissed off if your name's Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunn, or Adam Cole, because if you'd have been, like, smart enough to know that if the camera pans, you need to be stood there, they could have had a match as well. Then it was time for the newest segment on NXT Ups and Downs. Oh, it's time to step into my office. Because William Regal was about to tell us about these mouth-watering matches that we had coming on later tonight, the title matches, all the good stuff. And then Leon Ruff charged into his office and he was like, Mr. Regal, I want a match. I know I got battered last week, but I want a match. But Regal was understandably a bit like, dude, you really, really got battered last week, so I don't really want to put you in a match because I'm scared you'll get hurt. And we, nobody wants to see that, man. Nobody wants to see you get beaten up even more than you have to. Ruff 
then smashed up the office, got really annoyed, and Regal was like, my word's final, get out of my office. A lovely little tag team showcase was then on the horizon. It was MSK, the NXT Tag Team Champions. They were taking on former NXT Tag Team Champions, Breezango, and it was a fun little match. It was getting a fun little up. There was a few little nice moments. There was a point where, like, Tyler Breeze and Wesley went to both do super kicks. They, like, cancelled each other out and, like, the heels hit each other. It was really satisfying to see. And then Fandango was making it rain on Tyler Breeze and that just made me chuckle. In the end, though, this match just served as a way of really letting us know where these teams are in the current cutthroat rankings of this division. You got, you got this MSK team that are flying high, beating everybody, just flipping all over the shot like madmen. And then you got Brizango, who were in a bit of a slump. And I feel in the wake of this match, this the way it all ended, like MSK hit the end transmission for the win. Obviously, they were always going to win this match. In the wake of this, you kind of sense that Brizango, ironically, are going to have to turn heel to save face. Oh, yeah, and then after this, MSK looked down the camera and they were like, Legado, you want us? You want the belts? Let's do it. And, well, very excited about it. Johnny Gargano was then backstage and, well, this segment's going to get worn out very quickly because we're going to step back into my office. Because apparently William Regal has time for him now, so Johnny Gargano was like, right, you've got time for me, so this Bronson rematch that's going to happen next week, I don't want it, it's not good for me, don't make me do it. But Regal's like, no, you are defending your North American Championship because I value you and I value this championship and I want it to be defended. And then Johnny was like, and he went to grab the brass knuckles and Regal's like, don't you dare. So instead, he snapped a pencil, he made me chuckle, so we're going to bring it up. It's the return of the Gargano meter. It's going to get a 78%. I am a child. So is Johnny. It was funny. Big old announcement time. And yes, it's going to be the return of NXT TakeOver in your house. I hope this stays. I hope this is a thing that we get now every single year. Then Todd Pettingill is going to be returning as like the special guest presenter host thing, which is also really cool. It's just all the good, nice nostalgia that we like. So more of this is going to be on June 13th. I don't know if I've already said that. If I haven't, June 13th, mark it in your calendar. I am right now. I'm very excited, if you can't tell. The first of the snubbed NXT Championship contender people was in the ring. That sounded so much better in my head, but we're going to go with it. Pete Dunne was there. He was talking about the fact that, yeah, do you know what? If I was carrying cross, I'd probably snub me too, because I'd beat my ass. Is what he meant. But to prove he was the baddest man in all of NXT, laid down a challenge which he knew nobody would be foolish enough to take on. But yes, there was a fool, and his name was Leon Ruff. And I love the clash of styles that we had here with these two because you had Leon Ruff, who's just a master of comebacks. Like any little slither opening that he can find, he just starts bouncing around the ring. He does his like, like little evasion thing where he jumps from rope to rope to rope. He's just like a cat. Again, no, he's not a cat. That's Finn Balor. But where this meshed really well was in the fact that Pete Dunne is the master of just debilitating people and derailing them whenever they pick up any momentum. And that's precisely what happened. Every time Leon Ruff got going, he dragged him down to the bottom of the ring, to the floor, to the apron, and started just yanking on his hands. He was yanking at the digits, at the arms. He's just a savage. And in the end, after Leon Ruff did that thing where he like bounces neck first off the rope, and then swings back into a clothesline. He went for a cutter, but this got reversed into a triangle from that dastardly done. And then Leon Ruff 
passed out pretty much in the triangle and the ref just called the match. So that was the second ref stoppage that we had of the night. So it made Pete Dunne and Karrion Cross just look like madmen. But I think this finish benefited both people because like I said, Pete Dunne just looked like an absolute insane psychopath capable of breaking anybody's bones and faces and all that good stuff. Whereas Liam Ruff, he wasn't 100%. So he, he kind of has his reasons for why he came up short here. But if your name's Leon Ruff, just go and have a lie down. Go and have a couple weeks, come back, you'll be better than ever. But the match, this match, all the good stuff, the finish, the actual stuff that went down in between the ropes, it's all getting up, obviously. Legado were backstage and obviously they were bigging up their man Santos Escobar who has his big cruiserweight championship two out of three falls match it's happening tonight they were like he's gonna win he's the best look at him he's so amazing so glamorous we love you Santos Escobar and he was like I'm gonna win the belt because like I said I'm the emperor of lucha libre I'm gonna become a two-time cruiserweight champion and you've got to admire his confidence a video that I really enjoyed came after this because it was Frankie Monet had like a big like world premiere type video it had loads of cool shots of like being out in LA and loads of billboards with Frankie Monet on it and it was just pretty much building towards her debut in two weeks time but instead of it just being a standard boring debut it was a world premiere of an athlete and I think it definitely works for her character it makes her feel like a big glam kind of superstar and it was just a bit different we like a bit different so it was getting a bit of an up and then we get to a match which should have any other week probably got my yellow highlighter of the week but it's not. In fact, it's not even gonna get an up. I don't know what happened, but it's getting it down. Because I am talking about Raquel Gonzalez defending her NXT Women's Championship against Mercedes Martinez in a match that if you watch NXT Ups and Downs, you know how much I love both of these people. And it just didn't, didn't click for me. I was really underwhelmed. I'm sorry. If you liked it, great. Obviously, as always, I just want you to like your wrestling, love your wrestling. So if you did, if you got something from it, good stuff. But for me, it just didn't do what I wanted. Because the two of them have been going back and forth for weeks. They've been battering each other. They've been squabbling over interviews. It just felt like a blood feud. And then in the opening stages of the match, Mercedes Martinez treated it like this. She just launched herself at Raquel Gonzalez, took her outside of the ring, did a big sense on, threw her into the barricade. I was like, she means all the business. And just before I could get any more ramped up, it happened. I want it. Because WrestleMania superstar Bad Bunny was on our screens doing a bit of a, a thing for Cheetos and he made me think that if I eat Cheetos I could get a record label, I could become a multi-Grammy award winning high selling performance artist, I could do all these things so you know what, do you know what I want to do? I want it! I want it! And when we got back into the match Raquel Gonzalez just power slammed Mercedes Martinez straight into the mat. But this is where kind of the problems started arising in the match because there were a few just clunky moments. There was a, a bit where Mercedes Martinez went for a takedown. He just he kind of fell over. And then, uh, to be honest, this move is very hard to pull off. So Raquel Gonzalez tried to do like a reverse powerbomb, but she did it. It all kind of went a bit too slowly. The, the impact wasn't quite there. It's a very hard move, so I don't blame her too much for that. It's just, it's one of those things. And then Mercedes Martinez had like a really clunky forearm thing. And it was just one of those sequences, just one of those kind of spells in a match where you think, ah, it's just, it's just not going their way, is it? And look, the closing stages of this, where Raquel Gonzalez tried to do the Chagona bomb and then she got reversed out of that and got knee in the face and then Fisherman busted from Mercedes Martinez for like a near fall. That was good stuff. Obviously in the end Raquel Gonzalez was always going to win this match and that's exactly what she did after another attempt at the Chagona bomb. She nailed Mercedes Martinez right down into the match. She got the win but just that midsection of clunkiness and things going a bit wrong, it just, it wasn't there. On this night I have all the faith in the world that if they do this again at some point in the future they'll probably smash it out of the park just right here 
this just, it didn't work, it's just a shame. Isaiah Swerve Scott, one week on from kind of unveiling his new faction, but kind of not officially doing it, he came down to the ring and gave them pretty much an official introduction. So we got to know that AJ Francis now goes by the name of Top Dollar, and he can spit some serious bars and look intimidating while doing it. Ashanti Adonis is pretty much like the live wire of the group. He was like, I'm going to kill everybody, I'm the scrappy dude, and they had to like pull him back. And then Brianna Brady, going by the name of B-Fab, is not only fab as she can be, hence the name, she's also pretty much the brains of the group. So this dynamic, everything all together, and then just having Isaiah Swerve Scott just sprinkled in there as the leader of the group. I like it. It feels, again, feels different. Feels like something we've not done before in NXT. And when you do this, when you add something new to the mix, I always hope it succeeds, because new stuff genuinely or generally tends to lead to new greatness, new ideas. That's kind of where I'm going with that. I hope it succeeds. Oh yeah, and then they explain what the name is and it's Hits Row. So Hits Row gets a big up from me. Hope Hits Row hits it out the pack. We had another one of those Cameron Grimes, Ted DiBiase segments after this, where obviously they're outside, they were off site, they were nowhere near the CWC. And this time, Grimes was trying to invest and trying to bid for a brand new lake house. And in the end, it was looking like he was gonna get this lake house. He put a nice tasty $8 million bid in as you do, but didn't you know it? A paddle went up in the last dying embers of this auction, and it was Ted DiBiase, and he bid $20 million, which is frankly ridiculous, laughed in the face of Cameron Grimes, then when it looked like he was gonna get physical, he laughed at him again, he said, you're not really a million dollar man, and walked away. And all this just has to lead to Cameron Grimes enlisting Ted DiBiase to come and help him be this business billionaire extraordinaire. They have to do it, have them be the million dollar men print the shirts. Oh yeah, and of course it was brilliant, so he was gonna get an up. Really quick Tony Storm and Zoe Stark video package thing after this. Zoe Stark was like, I work harder than everybody. I work harder than Tony Storm. That's why I'm going to kick her ass next week. And I fully believe she will. The second of our snubbed NXT championship contenders was in action after this. It was cool Kyle O'Reilly. He turned up. He was he was not wearing his sunglasses and fedora. He meant business this time. But he was going to be taking on Oni Larkin. And didn't you know it? Pete Dunne was always going to be there, wasn't he? He was on the outside like a little shark circling the ring. And look, the match is it wasn't anything really to phone home about. It was what you expect from these two. It was just a technical exhibition, a lot of grappling on the floor, which led to a big fiery comeback from Kyle O'Reilly, and he won the thing with his flying knee to the neck. But the big takeaway came after, because Kyle O'Reilly got jumped, obviously, by Pete Dunne and Only Larkin. They would have given him the old two-on-one action, which sounds kind of strange now I've said it out loud. But all this was stopped because Bobby Fish came back. He made his big return. He helped Kyler Riley fight off Pete Dunne and Oni Larkin. And then just when it looked like maybe, maybe there was a hope that these two could join forces, maybe, maybe even take the tag team ranks by storm. No, that was not what's going to happen because Kyle O'Reilly was like, dude, I got my thing going on right now. Bobby Fish was like, hey, say no more. Me too. I'm probably going to go and kick Adam Cole's ass. So let's go our separate ways. But if we were both wearing caps, we'd tip them. So yeah, for the takeaway, the fact that we've got Bobby Fish back and Kyle O'Reilly now seems to be involved with something with Pete Dumb and think of their matches. They're going to be great. All of it's getting up. Video of the week award goes to the Way's weird superhero package thing for Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell celebrating the fact that they're now the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. And it was so very obviously paid for, by the way. But I loved it. It was just a little guilty pleasure. It's getting up. But earlier in the night, when obviously Johnny Gargano had been into William Regal's office and said, take me out of this match with Bronson Reed. I don't want to fight him. Him and Austin Theory had then gone and jumped 
towards Bronson Reed. Elsewhere in the locker room, they battered him. So Bronson Reed, very annoyed, very angry, looked down the camera lens, which is what everyone does in NXT, and he was like, you, me, Johnny Gargano, it's going to be next week in a steel cage match. He said it a lot more articulate than what I just did, but I was getting so amped up. They're going to be in a cage. It's going to be intense. And hopefully the way he can't intervene, so Bronson Reed can have his way with Johnny Gargano. Hey. Main event time, and if you've not guessed already, it is Upworthy. It is highlighter, yellow highlighter of the week. Upworthy. Look at the adrenaline it's taking over, just like Kushida did in this match. Spoiler, it was a good one. It was obviously a two out of three falls match for the Cruiserweight Championship between Kushida and Santos Escobar, and things got off to a rollicking fast start. Because Kushida very early on had to try and fight off Legado on the outside because they always just want to get involved. But then NSK is Kushida's new pals, apparently. They came down, they like fought off Legado, they got them thrown out of the ring, and MSK were just like, yeah, MSK, it's what we do, we're the best. And they ran off. But then things just got a bit more chaotic after this because Kushida hit a senton to Escobar on the floor. I was like, I need to lie down. This is intense. But after we came back from a commercial break, we saw that Kushida had had his midsection completely targeted by Santos Escobar, and things were going to take another turn. Because just when it was looking like Kushida was going to mount a comeback, he did his little handspring back elbow thing, and then a handspring into a dropkick stuff. Out of nowhere, Santos Escobar hit the Phantom Driver and got the first fall, and when I tell you my jaw hit the floor, I was doing keepy-uppies. But then our hero of the week, Vic Joseph, just before we were going to go to one of those dreaded picture-in-picture breaks, he called it. He went, no, stop! Something's going to happen! Kushida then got the hoverboard lock in, and there was another fall out of nowhere. And he was like, oh my god, this is madness. Oh, now we can go to the picture in picture, but just for kind of keeping us away from that dreaded little box, Vic Joseph, you're getting up. This all sent us hurling into the final closing stages of this match, where there was just roll-ups, near falls, left, right, and center. But the key thing that had been done throughout all of this is the fact that Kushida had isolated the elbow that he battered with the hoverboard of Santos Escobar. So he carried on doing the hoverboard lock. He did his little flip one that he does off the top rope onto Santos Escobar. He then suplexed him into some turnbuckles and then did that like fisherman suplex thing he does where he puts the person's arm behind the back so obviously they land on their elbow. They can't move their elbow. And guess what he did? He got the last fall. Kushida retains. Oh, it was good. It was good. It was my kind of match. It's what I like out of my NXT wrestling. It was just fast-paced. There was drama. There was the holding off of picture-in-picture breaks. It's just what I like. And now it opens us up for feuds for both men. They can go down separate paths. Kushida could just maybe do an open challenge every week. We like that kind of stuff. So this week, this NXT, there was all the good stuff. I know it was maybe a bit disappointing, the NXT Women's Championship stuff, but I have full faith that Raquel Gonzalez is going to go on to better and bigger things, as the same with Mercedes Martinez. So as a whole, this week's NXT, it's obviously going to be getting an up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.